0: Welcome to the MND show. You are in the zone with Bianca Banks and Jasmine Shannon.
1: Two women touching on current and cultural events, discussing generational perspectives.
0: We are mother and daughter, women of color on our grind. Buckle
1: up your seatbelts and welcome to the MD show. Happy Tuesday y'all. You're at the right place at the right time. Welcome to the MND show. Featuring me, the D of the M&D, Jazz, and my beautiful mama,
0: Bianca, the queen bee. Bianca Banks. Beep, beep. Uh, <laughs> let's get right into it. Show topic. Um, letting people go. Do you feel bad? <laughs> my- <laughs> you guys,
1: you guys, one thing about Scorpios is that we don't waste time. We're going to get right to the point. Okay?
0: So you guys, um, listeners, you heard me discuss in in past episodes um, journeys in life, um, how meaningful they are, and the path and road that navigates us um, through uh, elevation, mentally, maturity, internal growth, spirituality, and I'm a firm believer that the who and the what around you, in particular life points, um, is a reflection of you. And yeah. you know, because you know, it's like I, like I was in a, a relationship, and it's like you're you you kind of like are in the relationship with somebody at that point. Based on how you feel like the person is a reflection of you. You know what
1: Absolutely. I mean? And yeah. um, I agree. I agree with that because um, as you guys know, for who's been listening, I have went through a really bad relationship before my relationship. I'm in now. And I think that like even if, when you leave something, that's just the beginning of like pulling off of the soul tie that you have with that person. Right. And that's something that we talked about in church is that like, when you allow someone into your life, it's like a soul tie and it doesn't just take uh miscommunication to just release all of the tox the toxic things that you don't want to carry with you anymore. And it's a process, but letting go is the beginning of that process. So I can definitely relate to that because I feel like, I feel like I had so much anger built up in me from that relationship. Cause I was mad at him and I was, and it was not maybe anger. It was more like disappointment. And like, you know, I, I always try to see the good in people. So I expect, you know, okay, well if I'm treating this person good and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do in the relationship, I expect that in return. And so I think that, you know, when it doesn't go the way that you plan it to go, we we kind of sulk in the, well, dang, like, you know, it's frustrating. Then you feel like you wasted time, even though it, at the end of the day, looking back on situations like that, it isn't a waste of time. It's a lesson to know what you can and can't or will and will not handle. And I, but I do think that letting go, number one, is really hard, but it also is the beginning of a healing process. So I understand that. And relationships will really show that, that part of um, letting go. Mm -hmm. Don't you agree? I don't know.
0: Well, yeah, but I don't feel like I think now because I'm mentally more mature and stronger, I don't feel like I get stuck in the like disappointment of why didn't this pan out? hmm. Because also, too, you know how people are like, which I hate when people say this, they're like, well, you you know, people have certain expectations and you're just, you know, disappointed because your expectations are high. Right. You know, too high. OK, no, because you, the person, and especially I know that you feel the same way too. have presented yourself in a way. Correct. That, that afforded my expectations to be high. Right, you feel me?
1: And it's when those expectations aren't met. It's like, I mean, and 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 the disappointment for me was it, it's more so in the beginning, like when you're like, dang, okay, this isn't working, like it's over with, you know what I'm saying? But then it's like, you you know, when you go into a a partnership with someone and you and you guys are on the same page, and you have that initial conversation, that's like, well, what are we doing? And they say that, you know, this is what we're doing and this is that. It's like you're only holding them to the expectations that they've agreed to. And I honestly, and and I feel like we're the same. Like, I'm not going to have any expectation other than, you know, be respectful. And like the normal things that you would do for a friend, you know, but how you treat a friend, those normal, you know, be nice, be respectful, communicate, all those things. But it's like the expectations that you set further past that, if you say that you're going to do it and then you're not doing it, it's like, well, that's, that's why I'm just, that's why the expectation, you know, that's why we're, we get upset. Women and men, it goes for men too, because it's like, you're not withholding what you said you were going to withhold, you know? But then also, um, these, ne- these last couple weeks in, um, as I've been, um, you know, talking to God and everything, You can't accept the next chapter of good things in your life if you don't let go of the things in your life that do not harmonize with your path. Mm -hmm. And, And my pastor used that word harmonize because when you're, when you're singing and you're harmonizing with someone, it's in one accord. They're on a different tone, but it, it it's complementary to what your tone is. It's not the same because we're no one is the same. Okay, no one no one is going to be a cookie cutter version. We're not clones. Everyone has a different path. Everyone has a different story. But when when you're harmonizing with people and you're harmonizing that that's what you that's what you destined for is someone that makes sense to what you are doing on Earth without like as an individual. You shouldn't have to alter yourself to, to complete that harmonization. Cause then it's just going to end eventually because it's not, it's not in truth. Right. So it's like you, and that, and this isn't only go for relationships. This goes for friendships too. Like you, if someone doesn't harmonize with what you're doing in life, then you just kind of have to cut it off. And I, and both of us, I mean, especially me in 2020, I've, <clears throat> I've, I've lost a couple of friends that I would just had to sign off and as soon as I
0: did that and that, it, I, that I never liked anyway, which I told you about.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Love you. Um, so, and it was crazy because it was like I, my relationship ended and then I cut off two friends because it was drama for no reason. And I'm like, I don't even, it's quarantine. I don't even see nobody. What was happening here? And you, and then you look back at the situations and you're like, when you involve yourself with people who aren't harmonizing with you, You can get into things without even wanting to get into things because of your association. And I remember my friend, my guy friend would be like, you can't don't like don't spend time with people in your life that don't make sense. Like you guys don't even match. And I always thought that that wasn't fair because I was like, well, if it's not affecting me directly, like if I'm not falling into a path. they're falling into like why does it matter like I why can't I just accept them for who they are and love them which of course is a beautiful thing but then I saw that it did affect me in a way because then I was involving myself in unnecessary conversations that really weren't adding anything to my life so I think that like in general find people that harmonize with your path and sometimes it's hard to make those adjustments, but I feel like when we make those adjustments, like other good things happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you said a couple of really important things. Um, first of all, my favorite song is Frozen, Disney's Frozen, let it go. <laughs> um, you got goodbye. it. You know what I mean? Like, no problem. I could
1: <laughs> the one thing, the one thing about a Scorpio is once we're done, I'm sorry.
0: It makes. I feel like you know, like I'm. I'm a very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional, but it's like, so when I exhibit a lack of emotion for something, it it speaks volumes to us. I'm like, oh. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. Like we, I don't see you. I don't know you. If you see me, you don't know me. I I don't look at you. I'm not worried about. You're always gonna look at me though. You're always going to look at me. Why? Because I'm a fly individual. You feel me? And you can't even get down with the realness that I have to have, that I require around my being. And I think that something you also said that was really important is um, about friendships, quote unquote, or letting people pull that pulling on your energy, pulling taking your energy or requiring energy from you that I can't give you because you're needy. Mommy. You want some energy. You know what I mean? Pay somebody for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pay somebody no. for their right. time. You know, right. because the most important again, which I continuously say to the listeners the most important commodity in life is time. It's time. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your disposable income is. You can never buy time. You can never buy it back. And the past couple of years, you know, people have reached out to me and they're like, oh, let's go. You know what I mean? I say couple of years because I'm not obviously including this past one year that we're approaching with the pandemic. Um, prior to, you know, people would reach out. Oh, let's go here. Let's meet for, you know, happy hour. Let's, and I had to really think, you know, and predict how this would go. Is this, am I, what what am I going to be doing there? Am I getting something out of this? Right. Will I feel, will I feel fulfilled after this? Will I feel depleted after this? Will I feel exhausted after this? You know what I mean, and I had to really start to release all of those people. And also, I don't have a re- I don't have a problem telling you what why, either. If you reach out to me, you know I haven't seen you. Blah, 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 you know what I'm? Mean? Listen, no hard feelings. What are you? What are you bringing to the table? What? What are you? I, you being around me—it's uncomfortable for me. It's draining for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Because you're toxic. You know what I mean? And I'm not, and I can't,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, I mean, like, have you ever been around and it's like, they're mm-hmm. just monopolizing the whole entire conversation. They're just talking and talking. You can't get a word in edgewise. They don't even, it's like, what are we doing? Why, what is the point of this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I, and I think that, yeah, like, I don't have a um, a problem with releasing anything that is not positive in my life.
1: No, for sure. And I think that one thing that we, you know, yes, like we are, we have, we see the good in people. I mean, that's just, I can speak that for us. I think that's a Scorpio thing too. I don't We're really big on loyalty. Loyalty is huge. And so I feel like when loyalty is um, t- your loyalty with someone is tarnished, that's when things start to change faster. But I think in, in general we see the good in people, and we want to and we want to you know give people the benefit of the doubt. So it takes us a long time to get to that point of like I'm done. But when we get to that point, it's like there's no turning back. You know what I'm saying? So we may ponder on something that's not good for us for a long time because we're just like, okay, well, maybe I'm – or maybe, you know, we try to, like, figure it out because we have good memories or we have – we do have good times or good, you know, and it's like, okay, but at the end of the day, you're unhappy or, you know, the friendship is very one-sided or whatever. And you have to make a conscious choice. And it's and it's difficult But how you have to just kind of let life play out how it plays out and just let it take its course. And um,
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like we, you and I have this thing where it's like this, this innate trait that we feel like I can help you. You know what I mean? Yeah, And, you know, I I went to this like to this healing session one time and this lady, this was like really, really, you know, a profound lesson for me. And I would say probably the beginning of my journey with transitioning to recognition of my responsibility in having people in my life that aren't worthy of being in my life. And she had, um, she, she drew a chart. She had a chart and she said, okay, tell me who's in your immediate, you know, who did you grow up with? And so I put the people in my household who I grew up with and she said, well, what are their traits? Give me four positive traits and four negative traits of each of these individuals. And, um, my brother, I lost my brother to addiction, like, I don't know, years and years ago, um, And I, for that reason, I just don't, I've just never seen somebody go through addiction and through abuse of, um, you know, drug abuse, alcohol abuse. I've always had a very firm, um, belief about, um, those vices and, You know, it's never something that I've wanted. I mean, I don't really think that anybody sets out though and says, "I want to be with a uh, drug addict," you know, or an alcohol abuser, or an abuser, or I want to be with a wife beater. You know what I mean? Whatever. So basically, but then she said, "Name your adult relationships," and the two people that were up there. all had those things. They all had addictive behaviors, controlling, nice, you know, um, giving, loving, um, needy, just, just all these things. And she was saying that, you know, that's, that's because you, you're, you look for the same, you're, you're looking for these same type of characteristics because that's what you're used to. Because in your development stages, ages, one to six, this is, this is, this was what your exposure is. And you have to also get into why you feel like you need to help these people. Because as you know, you and I are greatly burdened by that. And then it results in us having to do the work for ourselves all over again. Not doing that anymore. I have, I do not care. I cannot get, I cannot get into people's, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't care more than you. You know what I mean? If you don't care about yourself, if you don't want to change, if you don't want to make the change, if you don't want to do what is required to elevate your moral compass, to elevate your mind, to elevate your truth, to walk in your truth, to be open, to be, you know what I mean? If you don't want that for yourself, why should I? I'm not going to kill myself, knock myself out trying to get you to do right. And I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Um, in these past few years, you know what I mean? We can't change people. If somebody comes to the table, however, and says, I'm, I'm on this journey, you know what I mean? And I'm, and I'm exhibiting, not that they're even saying it, but they're exhibiting the willingness and the desire to grow. That's, that's a different story then, because we should be elevating each other. We should want that for each other. We shouldn't. One one person can't be, just like you're saying, the harmony. One, one one person can't be up here and the other person is down there and depleting you and depleting you and stepping on your neck to you know what I mean. You you don't even know what day it is, who you are, what your name is. Yeah. And that and that's not just relationships um between like you and your, you know, your person. That's like friendships. That's like Everything you know I've had to let people go that I have been lifelong friends with why what what's what what's what's the reason? I don't want to sit on the phone and gossip with you and talk about people I don't want to do that. you know what I mean I don't want to listen to that I don't want to hear you being mean. I want to talk about you know let's talk about growing our 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 money and investing and going to church. And being good people. Yeah, because there's a lot of that good, you know.
1: There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people who I mean, the majority of the world is filled with that. So it's like if we wanna have a difference in energy all across our nation, we have to start making adjustments in general. Like, and I just feel like that that's what this time is telling us more more than ever. You know, and it's and it's showing like we, we don't really have control and neither really does the government because they're just letting things fall out of control. They're letting things. I mean, the Capitol, the people just walked into the Capitol like, oh, what's up? That makes no sense. This is a place that has the ultimate security of all security. This is the place that the president is supposed to feel 100 percent safe at, whoever that may be. And so it's just like another thing that um, I was studying this weekend was about um, interruption and distraction. And it says block out your invitation for interruption, because even if you ignore it, it still takes space in your life. So even if you have someone around that you know shouldn't be there and you're just kind of like, well, I'm not gonna put the energy into it, but I'll still hang out. That's still taking up space for you to have more goodness come into your life. Make room for the goodness in your life. Cause if you continue to allow things that are just distractions or interruptions on what you are trying to do, and I and that hit me so hard because I feel like I ought like I would just be like, oh, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to continue to do me like I'm still doing me. My, I'm still doing, you know, what I'm supposed to do, taking care of my responsibilities, showing up to work, going to dance classes, you know, just speaking in normal times. But if but it still is because of your association, it's still taking up room in your mental, in your time to 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 fill that time with something that is genuinely good for you. And I think we have to remind ourselves what our worth is, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the next question is, (laughs) does there need to be a conversation of closure? No, (laughs) (laughs) no. Mm -mm. Just it is what it is. You know what I mean? And because, again, if you're if, if you're not. You know, if you're if you're not on the same page, any any type of conversation of um realness, you know what I mean? It's like you you know that you're gonna be met with adversity because the person's not even on your level to have that type of closure conversation, you know what I mean? Or a conversation Absolutely. of, you know what I mean? Like you've been in my life forever, um, lifelong friends, but I have to love you from afar. I have to pray for you and love you from afar because I can't. Um, cosign, you know what I mean? I can't cosign on who you are. I can't cosign on who you are, you know? And I think that you have the right to. You have the right, you know, to protect your spirituality your mental well-being your soul who you are you know um what you what what you live by you have the right to protect that and i think that a lot of times even you know even people like you see do things and it's like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to you know what i mean to ask for permission
1: mhm and, and I think something else is like if people have to learn how to forgive because it's difficult. It's not easy.
0: I forgive you. Bless you as you go. Never mind. Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just don't, I just don't have time for that. And I don't feel that, I just don't feel bad about it. Mm. I feel like, of course, now, but you have to m- measure certain relationships too. If this is just a pure misunderstanding. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Then that's a whole different story because if, if there is a misunderstanding by two people that you know should be in each other's lives, then you, then it's just a point of, um, discussion. You know what I mean? And discussion means listening with love, deliver with love. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and being open about it, not, Becoming hostile, but if somebody's really hurt or somebody's feelings are hurt, you know, or even like sometimes you and I are talking and you'll just because of who you are, you're a Scorpio too. Like you're passionate about what you're saying, and I'm like, say it a different way or try to deliver it a different way or use a different tone because that, that too disarms what you're saying. You know, it's like, yes, I'm angry about it or I'm hurt about it or I have a feeling about it, but. This is, you know, the way that you deliver it can oftentimes just diffuse.
1: Well, and, and then it, it's about what energy you put onto the universe, too. I understand that. Like- right. Because
0: that's that's kind of like what we were saying about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion. Like, because Will and Janet Hubert were able to have a discussion. Yes, it took 30 years to have a discussion. But still, still, since they were able to do that, it took down... You know what I mean? So much aggression Mm -hmm. because, you know, that 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 type of stuff can just result result in shouting match. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: You know what I mean? But I think that, yeah, I don't I don't feel bad when people um, when you leave them where they need to be. You know what I mean? It's like that old, you know, that saying misery breeds company. You want people that are miserable. They can't be alone. They want to pull, you know what I mean, from you. They want to deplete you. And I I feel relieved. I feel relieved and I feel happy and I feel blessed that if I don't have that in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it it means... I Mm -hmm. I had a friend who did something that I would never do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: to her. She did something to me. And then it was like, she tried to like, oh, like, hey, like, how are you and all that? You know, and I'm like, no, let's go back to this because we still haven't discussed this. And this was a big deal. It wasn't anything that I could ever just, you know what I mean, smooth over. No, And, Mm -hmm. And for like six, seven, eight months, you know, that whole dance between us happened. Hey, you know, no, let's have a conversation. Okay. I'll call you in 30 minutes. Crickets. You know, then a week later, Hey, okay. When are we going to talk? Okay. I'll, I'll call you later. Crickets. Mm-hmm. When are we? You know what I mean? Hoping that I'm going to just forget about it. No, I'm still back there. I'm still back there today. Mm-hmm. I'm still back there because that is a moment of prominence to me because it was the moment of severing. You clearly showed me who you are. hmm And back to choices. You made a choice to do that. And I so I've made a choice based off of your behavior. You know, and then she would make me feel like, you know, please, like, you know, I don't have like a lot of friends not my issue, your problem, not my problem. You put yourself in this position. I'm reacting to your actions. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm doing.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think that like that just comes with knowing ourselves. Like if we know ourselves and we know what we're destined to be and, and portray in this life, then those difficult things are going to come. I think there's a lot there with greatness comes a lot of sacrifice and that, then that's with, that's not only, you know, that's with people around you that just don't fit and it's okay. Like, and I think this is something that like the younger generations, because I'm young obviously, but like people who, like when you're in high school. And you're you're, like,
0: you're, so that means that you're younger. Yeah. That you're,
1: yes, Yeah. yes. yes. Like, dealing with the people who are, like, in high school, in middle school, who are just so caught up into, like, popularity. Like, we, we all go through that, right? But I th- I feel like we have to remember that. Um, I lost my train of thought, but I love everybody. Thank you for tuning into the m show. And we are practicing safe radio from two separate locations.
0: <laughs> and it's a beautiful Tuesday. It is. But, you know, so basically, <laughs> circles, right? Like, I... Like my circle is like, so it's, it's like you could put a, get a safety pin and put it on a piece of paper and that's how small it is.
1: Okay. That brought me back to what I was going to say.
0: I knew, I knew,
1: I knew that was going to bring you back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Meaning like I wish, I wish we were developmentally capable of understanding that it's okay to not have 80 million friends you don't need 80 million friends. They're not all going to be there. And that's what I think my mom taught me at a young age. I go ahead and go to Oregon. You're going to make new friends. And the friends that you normally make in college are really like normally your lifelong friends. Luckily, I went to a school, a private school where we started school together in seventh grade. Some people there started in sixth grade and we graduate our school was six to 12. So we went through middle school and high school together. And a lot of those people we are very still close with
0: because we all were at the gas station. Right.
1: (laughs) Because we were all on the same. I mean, there was only 35 people in our class. So it was like we were all on the same page because we had structure in our school. It was a very small school. And I think that if you're going to the school that we went to, your parents are also on the same page. So, like, it was just a good energy, very different from a public school setting. We were very much more of a family. Um, And, you know, obviously there's, like, normal little high school stuff. But in general, it was like we were a team. But I think my mom taught me, like, oh, like, you're really going to make 80 more friends and then you're going to lose 80 more friends. And I think that people need to remember, like, the older you get, your friends are your family. And if they're not your family, it, and if it's not just your family, it's like the one person that you like broke bread with when you were like two, because my longest friend I've had since first grade and all my other friends are over 10, 10 year relationships. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then of course I have my newer friends that feel like I've been friends with them for a very long time. But I think the point is, is that if you're not going to have a lot of friends. You don't want a lot of friends. Especially if they're not there for the benefit, like the the they're not there for loyalty and to to genuinely support you. There's not a lot of people like that in this world anymore, sadly. So if you can find eighty people that are loyal, then that's amazing. That's fantastic. But it's it's rare. It's just rare these days because everyone has a motive, especially in LA. It's like everyone's trying to get somewhere and go somewhere and opportunity and, you know, so it's like be aware. And this is another thing um, I was studying with my pastor, because some people are also disguised as something good for you and they're not good for you. So always have an opening ear, opening eyes, listening ears and you know, be cautious about who you let into your circle, for sure. There's nothing
0: like a good old disguise.
1: Those disguises, girl, they be good sometimes.
0: I'm like, ooh, they have the I'm awful. like, uh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. I mean, that is literally what happened to me. And I think that, um... You know, I, I don't even know. Like, I think people but people like that, you know what I mean, are literally like demonic. You know what I mean? Yep. And Simple. and like, they don't even like this conversation about elevation, about becoming more harmonious, about accountability, about mm-hmm. walking in truth and pureness, that has no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not on, on their radar at all. There are people that are placed on this earth simply to destroy, you know what I mean? And yeah. they're individuals and they, um, I'm sure, w- you know, were um, what do you call it? Um, deprived of the same thing. So it's like, they're just repeating and exhibiting and mirroring the developmental growth, you know, and so I think that um, just to take away from this topic, I think that there are seasons in your life. I think that mm-hmm. there are different people in your life for different reasons during different seasons. That I think, just like leaves, when you the fall comes, the leaves fall. I think people fall off. That's okay. Do not pick the leaves up and try to put them back on the tree. Just mm-hmm. go ahead and pick them up in the trash can. That's it. Be done with it. You know, because then. You, if you do, if you do let them back in, then you get back into the same mindset and you're yep. like, why yep. did I eat the fried?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And, yeah. then it's, and then it turns into self anger because then you're like, yeah. you then feel, you're you know, weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that my dad always told me, you know, it's lonely at the top. And I see that now. It's like d- the journey, you know, as, as I'm elevating, as I'm walking in my truth, as I'm requiring certain things, just I can't allow unrealness in my life. Yeah. We got to stay real. With
1: <laughs> we got to stay real with each other.
0: You got to
2: stay
0: real, people real. Um yesterday, so okay, so yesterday we had um an historical day and tomorrow we have a very historical day ahead of us. Yes. So yesterday was MLK Day. Um, of course, props out to the original civil rights leader, right? Which was kind of like what we talked about, touched on last episode, as far as peaceful protest and you know, gathering and, and being able to use your voice and you know, and having a dream. And here we are um, still trying to acquire um, a level of respect and and um, a sense of um, togetherness in our nation that is so that has so taken so many steps backwards as we saw with the um, to your point with the right with the riots on the Capitol.
1: Yes. And two quotes that he said that directly relate to the time now that we're in. He says injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And I think that speaks to today. Because, And it's crazy that he, he said that back then, you know, in the 50s and 60s. And it's like what my mom is saying. It's still relating to today. And another one he says is darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Mm -hmm. And another one he says is the time is always right to do what is right. Mm -hmm. And I think that these are just prominent things that like we that we need to carry with us going into 2021. And as this inauguration happens tomorrow, because I think those are very key quotes that we need to transition into as a nation, as we weed out all of the negativity and just speaking from what we were discussing today, you know, um, in order for good things to come, bad things have to go and the bad thing is leaving. So I really hope that this turns our nation around and it's going to be a journey, just like a, you know, it's always a journey when a new president comes in, you know, he's having to pick up a lot of mess. He has a lot of mess to clean up now, but I think if we all stick together and remember what is right, that it's always there's no, all, there's, the time is always right to do what is right. <laughs> so we have to do right.
0: Yes. So tomorrow, um, Beginning at nine a.m. Pacific time, um, is the forty sixth uh well, the forty sixth president will be sworn into office, and um, it's kind of it's gonna be kind of like I'm a, I'm gonna enjoy this because I feel like this will be something that my son and I can watch together, and it's kind of cool because in past like for Obama, I felt bad that like like I feel like now like oh I should have gone, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I never wanted to go because you know it's like twenty degrees, mm-hmm. you know, and so I you know, I always found it like comfortable to just, you know, watch it from your home. And now we're in the position where we will be watching it from our home. But it's mm-hmm. kind of cool because it's like things will be different, and it's this is the first president that will experience the difference. So it's like it's kind right. of like day of first, like the first. We'll have the first um, female vice president sworn in. We'll have the first woman of color sworn in. It's be the first time that we don't have um, a presidential parade. We don't, we won't have the balls. We won't have, um, you know, like the, the the first, uh, well, they may still do the first dance because a lot of it's going to be virtual. And so basically- Uh-oh, uh-oh, how are you going to move, mom? Okay. I'm
1: fighting move, y'all. We saw a little run he had. What? What he gonna do with his dance? Oh lord, I can't wait. And then you know Jayla's gonna be there too. So she's, she, we, I don't know, from that la- from that New Year's performance, she slid slid right onto that stage like she was Led Zeppelin.
0: I literally and the Beatles back in the uh, the eighties could not <laughs> like the wig threw Beyonce yeah. all the way off.
1: And the camera angle changed on that part because they they wanted to get that that front view. She hit she done hit the camera, did the rond de over the camera and had to but she played it off well. That's one thing about performing. And when you mess up, you have to get back. And she which is she gets she still gets an A because she didn't just like fall. She she recovered well. Just like when Beyonce fell at the Super Bowl, she bounced up and she said, Just kidding. It's like recovery is everything, but that wig had to go.
0: The wig was. I'm like, please, who did that? Call Larry Sims. Call Larry
1: Sims. Yes, call Larry Sims. They have the uh, fan on uh, max capacity. They needed to put that fan on one on level one. That that
0: really made me nervous because I thought it was going to fly off, and then I didn't know what was going to be under. And then and then and then I saw A. Rod standing there, and I'm like, oh, he's he's going. If something happens, he's going to cover his boo. Right. He's gonna jump. On it. He said it is for the home run. He said he's here for the home run. So funny. I was like, who did this hair? And then it, and then it, how it started, it was like she was like like a uh like a cake.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just I just did not I didn't like that at all. Now who I really liked is LMA.
1: She's amazing.
0: I loved the hair, I loved the jacket, I, I love loved that. the boots. I know. Well, don't, don't hurt my feelings. She's so bomb, and we forget that she's like from the UK, which is I don't even know how she's still in the US. She must or have... sold out just to let everybody know those Bottega boots are sold out. I tried to order them, never mind. Just like you know how we let the friends go, just let the thought go, let it go. <laughs> Get sold out, and so it starts off with now. This is this is going to be really interesting because before. You know, like the presidents are supposed to like, you know, meet and then like Mm -hmm.
1: have their little piece. And then
0: then like one goes into like the car and then like the other one like comes into the house. But they say this time he's going to leave the night before. He's leaving the night before. They're packing up his stuff right now and he's going to be out of there. And he, it's kind of like, you know, he's such a narcissist. He's inviting like his close personal friends to like his final trip on Air Force One. He, see, y'all, look, 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 look. He,
1: cause that's going to be the last time
0: he's going to have Air Force One. Well, no, because sometimes, well, I don't know what they're going to do for him, but you know, like some presidents, like sometimes they retire the plane with the president. Like oh, how the new plane? Yeah, like like Nixon has his at his library. Wow, you can, you can get on and you can see and.
1: But but you, know. you can't fly it. No, honey. Oh. <laughs> oh 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 no! I know Nixon is uh deceased, but I meant like okay. Does Obama have a plane? Yes, but it's Air Force One.
0: Yes, but they, I don't know if they if they decommissioned his or if they refurbished his, Got you know, for-
1: Because I'm thinking, for, like,
0: I wonder if you can't have more than one Air Force One flying just because they won't know who, like, who is it? Well, yes, there is more than one Air Force One. You know, I've done all this research. Okay. okay. So, basically, um, so tomorrow, so he'll leave the night before, which is actually tonight, mm-hmm. and then he will- you know, do his own thing. And then Biden comes in in the morning at nine and they start the ceremony. And because of like all the conflict and all of the, you know, the insurrection, then the only people, the only in-person participants that are invited is, um, are the actual members of Congress and the mall and the other um, areas that are usually open to witness the inauguration. Those will all be closed. So they're going to do that. And, I've, and that's, that's great. That's the safest thing that you can do that we can do. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, he's going to go with, um, which I can't wait to watch this part to, with Michelle and Barack and Hillary and Bill and Bush and um, his wife, Laura Bush. And they're going to go, they have to go to the Arlington cemetery where they do the wreath ceremony, where they place the wreath on the grave of the un, unknown soldier yeah. Right so that yes yeah, so that that's going to be good. And I think when you were little I took you there, but I don't think we saw the unknown soldier. So that's going to be something that I'm going to have to do with my son.
1: Yeah. And, and I uh, My oh. um and then um
0: <laughs> yes, when you have your children, you can take them to all the places that your mother took you, which is a lot of places.
1: Right. Y'all, I she's a great mom. I think yes. too Traveling at a young age is very important because it allows young minds to see different culture. I mean, at the end of the day, they they're gonna be worried about the plane because that's the, their favorite part, mm-hmm. and like you know the fun stuff. But like, I think that it still opens up a part of the child's development to understand that there's different places and our world is big, and you can learn things from traveling.
0: Mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, our president elect. And vice president elect and their spouses and families are probably like in their pajamas today with their feet up because they have a long day tomorrow. Because after they do that, then they have to get ready. They're going to take a break. Then they have to get ready. And it's like the night, like all the nighttime stuff starts. So that's like the J-Lo, the mean, the Kerry Washington, the Bruce Springsteen, like they're going to do all that. And
1: what's Kerry Washington doing? I don't know. Hopefully she's going to eat a male. Because, <laughs> yes. because, y'all, she is too skinny for me. I'm sorry. I, if she just ate like one good Roscoe's chicken and waffles meal and maybe some uh, Harold and Bells on the side with the catfish nuggets, I may, I may, you know, feel better. But she, I just, there's something about her cheekbones are the thickest part of her body. I don't understand that. Anyways,
0: I had that Harold and Bells yesterday. You did?
1: You guys, so the, good. When the truth comes out, see, she goes to these places and just doesn't tell me.
0: You know, I, do everything. I mean, you know, I have a right to a good meal. Love and it, I'm going
1: to have some next weekend to peach cobbler. Okay.
0: So tomorrow for the inauguration, um, I'm going to pull up a whole bunch of recipes tonight, but like you know, there's like certain inaugural foods mm. that, yeah, that you can like have, mm. um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some brisket, which I think we've talked about before, um, from Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. and then um, I was gonna make some spaghetti, but now I don't really know if I want to do that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's definitely going to have like a meal because you have to have, you know, and you have to have like finger foods and snacks on deck for this whole, you know, day. You're excited, mom. So I know. I'm very excited. You know, I'm a planner. I know. That's why I'm, I'm a planner. planner. I like, the menus. I like the menus. Um, but I, but I also, and, you know, because it's like, we have to plan to be home tomorrow because there's so much craziness outside. Like they're saying that, you know, there's all these protests and there's people already, like, in place in all the capitals in the nation that are, like, armed. I mean, like, like, protesters, they're armed. And so it's, like, not going to be safe to, like, go outside and just, like, do your errands and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to get all that done today mm-hmm. in pre- in preparation for my inaugural meal. And I might put on a ball gown. So. Know? You guys,
1: this is what quarantine does. We got to create the party for ourselves inside your house. So, the famous inaugural meals started with Lincoln. Ooh. Um, the inaugural menu is based on what supposedly were Lincoln's, some of supposedly uh, were some of Lincoln's favorite foods, and even the inaugural China, the China that they eat on that China is important. Okay, is a replica of what was used in the Lincoln White House. Um, so they said, Lincoln's inaugural committee planned a lavish midnight buffet for the inaugural ball, which was stew, a leg of veal, <laughs> beef a leg of veal, beef a l'anglais, foie gras, pâté, Cream candies, fruit, ices, tarts,
0: cakes, and more. Um, the venue so was- I wonder, I wonder if that means that that meal was served at midnight, like after everything was finished. Or if it
1: was like the night.
0: Before. Or like the midnight of, like before the like the morning of. It probably was after. I'm like, if y'all got to go to the bathroom during the ceremony, it's going to be a problem.
2: Mm-mm
1: uh Oh, when the grand supper was announced after several hours of dancing, the crowd rushed the table and people began grabbing, pushing, and stuffing themselves in a matter of minutes. The sumptuous buffet was in shambles as were several of the, uh, exhibits. So the food, the food was, uh, was demolished everybody. But I think probably what they do is the president decides his favorite meal dishes. You know, he gets a, you know, cause I know, I'm sure Obama was like, I need that Obama special from Roscoe's and I need, um, you know, some greens. I already know that's what he said.
0: I don't really know what I would ask for. I know what I would ask for. I know what I, well, I know I would ask for those impossible egg rolls. No, you would ask for a crab legs, an array
1: of crab legs. I would probably ask for the same thing that the, uh, Four Seasons brunch has.
0: That is the, no longer
1: the, the brown sugar short ribs, the that amazing tray of crab legs, an omelet station,
0: <laughs> a chocolate <cake
1: Monster>.
0: <laughs> oh, man. a tray of the monster. So, you guys, look up your inaugural meals and do share. Please DM us um, what your favorite inaugural meal will be. And make sure to watch um, all of the festivities tomorrow and please to be safe, 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 safe. You have to go out today, go do it now, go do it right now, get your groceries, get your mail on, get your bank because everything was closed yesterday. And thank you so much for listening to us, the MND Show on Dash Radio, Dash Talk X. I am Bianca Banks.
1: And I am Jasmine Shannon.
0: Rest in peace, Brandon Finley. Thanks for listening. Why
2: are man great so they gotta be great? I'm glad you're back with your I mean, who would wanna hide this? I will never, ever, 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 ever be your side chick I put the in single, ain't worried about a ring on my finger So you can tell your friend, shoot your shot when you see him It's okay, he already in my DM Why I'm in gray till they gotta be great. Don't text me, tell it straight to my face Best friend, set me down in the salon chair Shampoo press, get you out of In a minute. I'll play tag, stopping in it. We don't f with We don't do goodbyes. We just keep it pushing like aye aye aye. I'ma hit you back in a minute. I'll play tech, stopin' it. We don't f with We don't do goodbyes. We just keep it pushing like aye aye aye. Why men great till they gotta be great. Don't tell Best friends, set me down in the salon chair Share yeah. Shampoo, press, get you out of